before that nobody can pluck us from his hand. It is good. It is good. Welcome to Beach Your Island. I don't need that. I'm not preaching about today. I know you were going to be a servant. Thank you, Josh. That's later on. It is good. Welcome to Beach Your Island. Uh, today is a good day, and, and I know I, I maybe have said this, but man, when you get the opportunity to drop down in this valley and see God's artwork, I know Tucker talked about it this morning, the artwork that God has painted in, in, in His creation is phenomenal. It is good, and, and uh, uh, what a blessing. And I, I know a couple weeks back I talked about seasons and change and everything else and we get a season of change right now and it is it is beautiful and I love that um, but if you're new with us welcome to Beach Rod. Uh we are an independent non-denominational Jesus loving Bible preaching church and I say that every Sunday because I wholeheartedly believe it and if you have any questions about what that means please talk with me because I would love to have that conversation with you as to who we are and what we stand for what we do. We preach God's Word. That's what we do. And uh, that's what I try to do, I guess I'll say. And uh, that's just as Tucker prayed. I, I, I hope that you hear His Word this morning. And if it's my Word that falls to the floor and does not leave with you as you walk out of here. We are uh, we are always trying to be about Him. I just want to encourage you. I know the announcement was made about potluck next Sunday. If, if you... Uh, want to enjoy greatness bring some food next week just stick around it is good it is always good so i'm just encouraging you now to just start thinking about not while i'm preaching okay but start thinking about as you go home what you could bring next week you know i'm being a little selfish in this because i'm thinking of my belly uh, that you will bring something good no i'm <laughs> i read this deal the other day that said oh now i'm gonna mess it up um, how you know you're uh, successful in life? God, I'm messing it up. But it was money on this chart, like money, and it was you know this, uh, you know family. This your potluck meal got eight. <laughs> right? Like it's good you know that you've made it when your meal was your pot was empty. No, it's good. Um, I'm excited about this morning because we are in John chapter 20. We've been in John for a while, as you know. Uh, it's maybe even become a joke of how long we've, we've been in it and how long we're going to be. But John 20, uh, what a chapter. We started out with, with talking about Mary coming to the tomb. That Jesus' body was not in there. She ran back and told the disciples, John and Peter. And they come running in a foot race to the tomb and and John says in that, he said, I saw and believed. When he saw the, the linens laying on the tomb where Jesus' body was, on the stone that had been carved out. Mary didn't go back, but the disciples did. They, they left and went back home, and Mary stayed there, and Jesus came right to Mary. Came right there and had a conversation with Mary. And Mary didn't recognize Him at first, but as soon as Jesus said, Mary... She knows Him. What a teaching. What a picture that we can draw for ourselves in that. And she, she recognized Him, and they had quite a conversation. Hey, and then last week, we, we talked about the disciples being uh, in the upper room, and the door was locked, and that Jesus came 
and, and, and stood within their midst. He didn't open the door. He just went through the wall, however he did. But he stood with them. And he said, peace. Peace to you. And we talked all through that. What a picture we can draw in that. And now, we get to Thomas. And we're going to talk about Thomas today. And his, and his account while all this is taking place. And the disciples trying to tell him about Jesus and his reaction. It's quite an account. So if you will, open your Bibles to John chapter 20, and we're going to start in verse 24. We also get to deal with a verse that I've been telling you every Sunday since I started John. A verse that I, that I shared on social media on Facebook this week because I just can't get past what this verse says. But I've said it every week that we need to make sure that we read John in this context. And that context is verse 31 of this chapter. But these things are written so that you may believe that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of God. And believing, you may have life in His name. We're going to deal with that Scripture and talk through it. John 20, starting verse 24. Now Thomas, called the twin, one of the twelve, was not with them when Jesus came. The other disciples therefore said to him, We have seen the Lord. So he said to them, Unless I see his hands, the prints of the nails, and put my finger into the print of the nail, and put my hand into his side, I will not believe. And after eight days, his disciples were again inside, and Thomas with them. Jesus came, the door being shut, and stood in the midst and said, Peace to you. Then He said to Thomas, Reach your finger here and look at My hands. And reach your hand here. Put it into My side. Do not be unbelieving, but believing. And Thomas answered and said to Him, My Lord and My God. Jesus said to him, Thomas, because you have seen Me, you have believed. Blessed are those who have not seen and yet have believed. And truly, Jesus did many other signs in the presence of His disciples which are not written in this book. But these are written that you may believe that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of God, and that believing you may have life in His name. Let's go to Him in prayer. Father God, we thank You for Your Word. We thank You that You are the God of all. I, I thank You for each person here this morning. I thank You for their, their smiling face. God, every person here is beautiful and I just thank You for them. God, I just pray this morning that we can take this account that we have here of You coming and, and being in the midst, in the flesh, resurrected, and being in the midst of the disciples. I'm talking to them. Showing them that You are the Christ, the Son of God. Thank You for this, this account. I thank You that we have it. And I pray that we open up our hearts right now to Your Word and, and that we be moved by it. 
Thank you for loving us so much. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. <clears throat> so picture this. We have Thomas who was not with the twelve, or were not with the disciples. When Jesus first came. And so now <clears throat> Thomas is gathered up with them. And, and, and they're trying to tell him what they've witnessed, what they've saw. <clears throat> and, and, and picture yourself standing there with your friends, sitting around with your friends, right? And they're, they're trying to tell you something that, that really is maybe a little far-fetched. And they're all in agreement, but you're on the outskirts. And you're listening to them tell you this, whatever it is, and, and you're thinking, yeah, right. Maybe in today's world we would say, where's the camera? <laughs> you're trying to fool me. But here they're telling Thomas. They're telling Thomas about Jesus, about, about Him coming and, and being with them. And Thomas is like, yeah, right. Maybe this happens today. Maybe as you're trying to witness to people about who Jesus is, they're still saying, yeah, right. Jesus can't do that. that. That's not physically possible. Yeah, I know. And that's what they're trying to tell Thomas, right? Hey, Jesus was right here. Jesus, He, he was right here and, and, and we saw Him in His resurrected body. And He says, until I actually touch Him, I won't believe. I won't believe. And then it says, after eight days, the disciples were again inside. Eight days. I want you to know that this was Sunday. Okay? It was a week later. The last time Jesus met with the disciples was on Sunday. Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Eight days. How'd that happen? There's only seven days in a week. It's eight days. That's how they counted. It was eight days. It was Sunday. It was Sunday when Jesus came again. <clears throat> And met with him. And Thomas was with him. It says, Jesus came, the door being shut, and stood in the midst, said, Peace to you. We read this last week, right? The doors were shut. Jesus came in once again and stood with them. And we talked last week about there's no wall. There's no, there's no wall big enough. There's no door that's got enough locks on it. There's, there's not enough to stop Jesus from being in the midst of you. No matter what walls you built, no matter what doors you shut, it doesn't matter. Jesus is in the midst with you. We, we talked about that and my dad called me this week and said, you know, it was kind of funny. I listened to your sermon and, and my brother, my brother Shane was talking to him on the phone. He was doing this job. My brother runs a crane. And he was setting some venting into this building that they were building to house nukes and to stop nukes from getting to these nukes. This wall is 30 inches of concrete, 2 foot of rock and sand, another 30 inches of concrete. The ceiling, the roof, is 5 feet of concrete, 2 feet of rock, and another 2 feet of concrete. And my dad said, Jesus can get through that. They can stop a nuke, but it can't stop Jesus. What, what a statement, right? Picture that old wall 
And you know what? Sometimes that's the wall we've built around our heart. Sometimes that's the wall that we have built to stop Jesus from coming in. Right? And we put a big old door on it that shuts. But Jesus can penetrate that too. No problem. Just be in the midst with you. That big old wall, it doesn't matter. And Jesus came in and He was with them. And He knew. He knew Thomas's heart. He knew what he'd already said, right? He said, I won't believe unless I do it. So what did Jesus say? He said, then he said to Thomas, reach your fingers here and look at my hands and reach your hand here and put it into my side. Do not be unbelieving, but believing. He knew Thomas's heart. He knows your heart. He knows whatever walls you've built. He knows it. In your Thomas's heart, and he said, Thomas, I want you to do exactly what you said you need to do in order to believe. I want you to stop unbelieving and believe because I am standing right here in front of you. I, in my resurrected body, am right here. I am right here. And Thomas answered, My Lord and my God. When was the last time you broke down walls and said, My Lord and my God? You see, Thomas was giving him complete deity. He was saying, Jesus, you are the Christ, the Son of God. You are my everything. Are we saying that? Are we knocking down those walls? Let Him knock them down. <laughs> Come into Him and we say, My Lord and my God. Jesus said to him, Thomas, because you have seen Me, you have believed. Blessed are those who have not seen and yet have believed. How many times do we hear today or maybe we do it ourselves? Man, if I could just, if I could just see you, Jesus... If I just see, then I believe. If just something, we put it to the test, right? But Jesus tells Thomas, you've seen me. But blessed are those who have not seen and yet believe. You know, I think if we open our eyes, we can see Jesus. Wherever we're at. No matter what we're going through, no matter what we're doing, we can see Jesus. <clears throat> I want to read a song to you, and I, maybe I've read it to this to you guys before. Um, it's a hymn song that I loved to sing when I was a kid. Uh, it may still be my favorite song, but it, it's uh, "Have You Seen Jesus, My Lord?" is the name of the song. And. I'll get it to work here in a minute. Ah, have you seen Jesus, my Lord? It, said, it says this. Have you seen Jesus, my Lord? He's here in plain view. Take a look. Open your eyes. He'll show it to you. Have you ever looked at the sunset with the sky mellow and red and the clouds suspended like feathers? Then I say, you've seen Jesus, my Lord. Have you ever stood at the ocean with the white foam at your feet Felt the endless thundering motion. Then I say, you've seen Jesus my Lord. Have you ever looked at the cross 
with a man hanging in pain and the look of love in his eyes, then I say, you've seen Jesus my Lord. You ever stood in the family with the Lord there in your midst, seen the face of Christ on your brother, then I say, you've seen Jesus my Lord. Have you ever prayed for your church with the Lord there in your midst, seen the face of Christ on your sister, then I say, you've seen Jesus my Lord. He's everywhere. He is in our midst. And if we confess Jesus Christ as Lord, He is in us. Abiding in us. He's everywhere. So if you say, I just need to see something, I encourage you to open your eyes. Because I promise you, you will see the Lord. You see, verse 30 says, And truly Jesus did many other signs in the presence of His disciples, which are not written in this book. I want you to jump over to, the, to chapter 21, verse 25. Chapter 21, verse 25, because it gives a little more detail of verse 30. It says, And there are also many other things that Jesus did, which if they were written one by one, I suppose that even the world itself, listen to this, even the world itself could not contain the books that would be written. Amen, amen. That's how much Jesus did when He was on this earth. But let me tell you, He didn't quit working when He went to sit at the right hand of the Father. He's still working. He's still doing amazing things. He is still in the presence. He is still right here in our midst and He's living within us if we call on His name. You see, because then He goes on to verse 31 and John writes, but these are written that you may believe that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of God, and that believing, listen, believing, you'll have life in His name. If you have life in His name, you have Him living within you. If you believe in Him, you have the Holy Spirit within you to walk in this world, to journey and to see Jesus do many amazing things around you, through you, in you. You see, that verse 31 can stand for so many things. said this week, I told you I shared that, and somebody said, through all that preaching, maybe I've, maybe I've admitted I am good enough. Something along those lines. You are good enough. You are good enough. To be a child of God. And you're good enough because you were born. Nothing else. You didn't do anything to be good enough. He's already done it all. He's already done it all. He just says, believe in me. Believe in me. 
and you will have life. Listen, of this whole teaching of Jonah, we're going to still tackle verse chapter 21, and I'm so excited about 21. But listen, if you only get one thing out of this whole two years of studying the book of Jonah, I want you to get this. That it's believing in Him. It's all about Him. This whole book was written so that you may believe that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of God. And if you believe in Him, you will have life. You don't have to do anything else. Believe in Him and He'll do it in you. <laughs> you don't do anything. I want you to get that. I want you to hear that because... It is all about Him. And we can make it about self, and we're really good at it. But it's not. It's Him. And no matter what walls you have built, no matter what you've gone through, no matter what you've done in your life, no matter if you say, ah, I'm, I'm a lost cause, no matter if you believe that what you've done in this life is going to stop you from heaven, Lay all that down. Open your eyes and you'll see Jesus inside those walls, inside of that box that you've built. And He'll help you out. He'll walk you through that door. You don't have to stay in that box, stay in that wall. Stay in that place that you feel like you're not good enough. You all. I'm going to invite the praise team to come back up. I know that I've talked a lot about believing in Jesus. But I truly believe that it's God setting up for where we're going next. After chapter 21, we're going to talk about witnessing. And if you don't understand that it's only about believing in Christ, then we can't witness. If we're going to go tell people about everything that they need to do in order to have Jesus, we're going to run them off. But I want you to know wholeheartedly for yourself that it's believing in Him. Period. Believing in Him gives you life. Jesus says in John 10, 9, I am the gate. Whoever, listen, whoever enters in will be saved. It's that simple. Romans 10, 9 says, If you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised Him from the dead, you will be saved. Believe Him. Confess Him. It's that simple. Whatever you have added to that list, erase it. 
erase it because it's Him. Believe in Him. John 17.3 says, This is eternal life. That you know the Father and that you know Jesus Christ. Believe in Him. Believe in Him. If you have not denied yourself and given your heart to Jesus, I want to encourage you to do that today. And listen, you will be saved. No greater thing that we could ever be a part of than that right there. So I want to encourage you to believe. Believe in Jesus. Believe that He is the Christ, the Son of God. And know in that, you have life in His name, eternal life. Amen? Amen. Father God, I thank You for today. I thank You that You have paid the debt. I thank You that it's not a whole list of stuff that we have to do, that, that we have to be perfect, that we have to do things right, that we have to be a good person, that we, we have to be in church every Sunday. All that stuff is not. You say, believe in You, Jesus. Believe in You. And we may have life. Lord, I pray that we believe that. I pray that we believe in You and that we stand in that fact and that we don't let religion change that. But we know that it's You. And it's all You, Jesus. You going to the cross for us. You dying. You laying in a tomb and You rising up. God raising You from the dead and You come and you show yourself as the resurrected Christ saying it's all in me all in me thank you and I pray that we know that and I pray that we give you our heart it's in your name that I pray amen if you need any prayers this morning if you are struggling with those walls if you've built that big concrete wall and you want Jesus right there in your midst and you want to turn to him I want to pray with you this morning Come forward as we stand and sing.